what are we doing in the black community? The we number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz. Us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome back to another episode of Closing the Gap, the truth about black wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbert Hamilton, uh, owner and founder of Hamilton What the Advisors, a black-owned registered investment advisory firm located in Atlanta, Birmingham, Huntsville, Montgomery, and throughout the Southeast. Uh, we're excited to be back with you with another episode. I got my good friend and partner here, Mr. Rico Harris. Um, dad's behind the camera keeping us tight and together. I'm also a special guest in the room that we may let you check out later on the behind-the-scenes clips. But, you know, just thankful to be here. Thankful to have another episode of kind of kicking out some good information, some great knowledge to help trying to close the gap in the African-American community with regards to wealth, health, and everything pertaining to our upliftment as a people. So, you know, today we're going to kind of jump right back into it, into another episode. And, you know, a lot of you have been seeing a lot of things on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, you know, all over people talking about their work. And, you know, the big thing for me is... I see a lot of people want to have a, do a lot of things, right. and I'm excited because of the attention that is drawn in our community. We're waking up. Right. You know, we're having a great awakening when it comes to economic empowerment, and that's great. But I see a lot of people just trying to jump out and, you know, turn a hustle into a business. True. And I have to caution them and tell them that, you know, just because you got an LLC and an EIN number, that doesn't mean you're a business owner. Um, and one of the most ironic things that I saw um, just over the last few days is that, you know, people are looking at, you know, of course, the unemployment numbers. Right. And I was surprised to see a, a, one of the organizations in the United States of America who's hired probably more people than anybody else over the last year and a half is the IRS. Mm. <laughs> you know, the IRS has hired over 100,000 individuals over the last year. And they anticipate to hire another fifty thousand. That's why they run those commercials. They'll come get you. They're gonna get you. What you supposed to do? Well, and you know, and you look at it and say, okay, well, why are they hiring all these people? Well, it's because they're looking at social media too. Oh, okay. You know, a lot of. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've heard about it. We've seen, of course, the PPP right. list that's floating around. Right. You know, people looking and searching. Well, who got PPP loans and how much do they get? Right. Because it's public knowledge and public information. Right. Well, the IRS is there too, and they're actually giving rewards. To people for turning people in who don't have legitimate businesses for receiving PPP loans. Dirty game, I have. So I mean, of course, they're incentivizing, right. <laughs> of course, the public <laughs> to turn people in. You know, in regards to those PPP loans and those people that are claiming to have businesses but don't really own and operate a business. True. And we want to define what a business is first and foremost. Like, if you're not providing a service. A tangible service, whether it's intellectual, um, whether it's a you know tangible good or product such as whether it be clothing, apparel, um, sneaker, whether you're you know not selling real estate, you have to be doing something that's providing value to another party right. and receiving compensation for that. And if you're doing that, that means you need to be filing a tax return on behalf of that business. Correct. So if you ain't never filed a tax return. Right. If you don't have any employees, right. if you don't have articles and bylaws mm -hmm. to go along with it, that LLC that says how you're going to be operating, then you just out here freelancing. True. And you're setting yourself up for a knock on the door by one of these 100, 150 plus thousand people that's been hired right. to say, you know what? 
we didn't have a conversation. Exactly. I need you to be in my office at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to avoid. So we're all about the upliftment and success of our community, but at the same time, we want to have and understand the right way to do things. That's right. You know, there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. We want to continue to educate you and inform you on the best way to go about owning and establishing the business. And the biggest thing is making sure that you're providing a service first and foremost. All right. I think, man, if if you you gotta understand the purpose behind your business. For one, if you if you truly have a purpose behind your business, then you should want to do everything it takes to make sure that business wins. So that means getting the foundation together. Right? Absolutely. So what I hear is like people say, man, I got my LLC. You 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 was able to get your LLC, but it don't actually make you a business. Absolutely. Right. Uh, it's no different than. Uh, operating as a business and don't have a business license in the city. Absolutely. I've seen the city of Birmingham pull up on people, man, with food and different on the side of the street businesses like, hey, you got to go. You oh, can't wow. be here and call the police on them. Like you can't, you, you're not operating legally on a city level, mm-hmm. you know, not even just a federal level, a city level, because yeah. <laughs> you won't get the necessary paperwork. And it can be confusing sometimes, man. You know, you should really seek uh, legal counsel because it, it can be confusing, but it's worth every penny to back yourself up because the LLC does not make you a legitimate business. Absolutely. And give you another point, man. People feel like if they get an LLC, the name of my business is Blue 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 LLC. Well, they feel like, well, since I got the LLC on it, I own that name. <laughs> no. no. I don't mean you own that name. Absolutely Somebody else can be operating with that name and send you a cease and uh, desist letter. Absolutely. There's a lot of ways to it, man. That's why you really got to get some real help when you're starting a business. Even a small business. People think, yeah. they put small on it and they feel like, well, I'm up on the radar. Well, you know what's crazy thing about that is 99% of the businesses in the United States of America are mm. classified as small businesses. Hmm. You know, most people think of a small business as a mom and pop shop. Right. But there are a lot of, you know, companies that you walk in on a day-to-day basis that you see that operate with million dollars of revenue right. that are still considered a small business. Mm. You know, so we have to understand what is a small oh, business. Business, okay. You know, and, and, and the great thing about having a business is that our tax code for mm. people who don't understand is written for employers and not employees. So you want to, we, we want to, you know, encourage. Right. You know, entrepreneurism. We want to encourage, you know, people taking the bull by the horns and, right. you know, taking that leap of faith. Right. But it's a way to do everything. Mm-hmm. And anything that's not done properly will more than likely end in disaster. True. So we want you to take those proper steps so you don't get that cease and desist. Right. So you don't get that knock on the door. So you right. don't have embark on you have some type of trademark infringement because right. well, you assume, well, I've been using this saying the phrase for for years and years, but right. somebody else trademarked this you know, five years ago. So wanted to take that into consideration and kind of give people a foundation understanding. And next we're gonna kind of, you know, dive into, you know, what kind of professionals do you need? So we're glad to have you back. We glad to have more information shared with Mr. Rico Harris here, and we'll be right back with you in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you wanna be a professional successor advisor, that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come to contact with. Contact us about joining our team today 
As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back to Closing the Gap, the truth about black weather. Of course, I'm Mr. Hamilton back here with Mr. Harris. Um, we're going to pick up where we left off, jumping right back into the episode with, you know, we talked about, you know, what is a business? Right. And an LLC doesn't make you a business. So if I'm a new person right. and I want to start a business, you know, the first thing we got to do is figure out who do we need to be in contact with to help us start a business? You know, what professionals do we need? And you know, what I tell people all the time is the, f the first place to start right. when you're doing any type of organization mm -hmm. is you wanna, if you're working a small business, you have some free resources at your convenience here right. in every major city. There's an SBA center that you can go to right. and get free access to information. So you should always start with legal counsel. Right. Before you go into business, you want to make sure that what you're doing mm -hmm. <laughs> is right. of legal standard because there are some businesses that you can't own and operate in certain places That's true. in certain cities, counties, and states. That's right. So you want to make sure that you understand the legality behind what you're trying to do first and foremost. Secondly, of course, you want to talk to a CPA accounting tax preparer. Okay. You want to understand the business that you're going into, how are you going to file that income? Right. Based on how you structured your organization, mm -hmm. that determines how you're going to file from a tax standpoint. True. So you want to talk to an attorney. You want to talk to a CPA accountant tax preparer. And the last person you want to talk to is probably someone like myself, which is a financial advisor. Sure. Like, well, why would I talk to a financial advisor? Well, before you go into business, we need to make sure you got the money to go into business. Right. You know, we got to make sure you can be able to pay your mortgage. That's right. While trying to enter into a new endeavor. So you want to have those three, three things in place. And those individuals, those professionals can provide some insight, mm -hmm. you know, into how you go about you know, structuring, organizing, and if you should go into business. Right. And the next person I would talk to, you know, tell people that they need to go to is, you know, someone like Mr. Harris, <laughs> who specializes in and has a marketing <laughs> yeah, background because the lifeblood of really any business is marketing. I know he can dive into that a lot more. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let me, let me, let me speak on this. What, what people talking about building wealth, right? Mm -hmm. What we gotta do is learn to trust these people. Absolutely. That, that's why we don't go to them. For, yeah. for one, it's, it's a lack of trust. Two is it, a lot of times we be intimidated. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's not somebody who look like you. And then if it is somebody like, like you, man, I don't know if I want to tell them my business. I ain't got this. Or I ain't got that together. You feeling shame, but you're not putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. Like, yo, yeah. I need help. Absolutely. I, I would tell anybody, man, don't skip the steps, man, but get out your feelings and get you some help. Man, you have to. And I mean, and what you kind of touched on is, hmm. for me is, what I feel like it was going to close the gap in the, in our community. Oh. You know, to me, the, the key that we're missing in our community is trust. Okay. You know, for me, first and foremost, like you said, people don't go to these professors because there's a lack of trust, right. especially in our community, because we haven't seen a lot of these professionals in our community. We haven't right. seen a lot of attorneys. We haven't seen a lot of CPAs. We haven't seen a lot of financial advisors that look like us. Mm -hmm. So we think that, well, these people can't relate to us. Right. But they don't understand us. They don't come from where we come from. Right. And there are a lot of us that, you know, I come exactly where you come mm -hmm. from. I come from inner city in Montgomery, Alabama. So, right. you know, and I know CPAs and, and, and attorneys that come from these same places where, you know, we understand that we want help right. you know we understand the passion because we're entrepreneurs ourselves in our own fields so we understand the passion that you know it takes to run a successful business right but we also understand like you said the structure the organization that it takes mm -hmm. and man you saying that was well key because i tell people all the time i said our businesses don't fail because of a lack of creativity mm -hmm. it's not a lack of ideas it's not a lack of passion it's a lack of structure lack of so structure. what happens you see a lot of you know organizations you see a lot with restaurants right they're going to business 
you know, and it'll growing a lot faster, a lot quicker than they anticipated. Because mm -hmm. people, you know, you know, love the food or you mm -hmm. see whatever they love the merchandise or whatever it may be. Right. And they start getting overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the proper structure in place and organization, right. you can't grow. You can't grow. So what happens is when you start getting overwhelmed with business opportunities, mm -hmm. if you don't have the proper structure and organization in place, then quality starts to suffer. That's right. Then, you know, you start having financial issues because you're not watching every penny. You don't have an accountant, you know, reconciling your books every month to see, okay, where's every dollar going? So right. things start falling through the cracks and that affects the productivity. Now all of a sudden, the general public that's consuming your products mm -hmm. start to notice the drop off. That's right. Then all of a sudden, your crowd fades away. So you had this great momentum, you were heading in the right direction, but because the structure and organization was not in place, you didn't allow yourself the room to be able to grow. I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but this, this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. We see people be successful on social media, on the gram, the book, everything, right? Mm -hmm. What we don't see is that they, they did the structure. Yeah. We don't see that Nike or whoever, whatever brand we pay attention to, they did everything they're supposed to do step by step to win and have longevity. Absolutely. We see the short, like, yeah, I'm winning. Short one day, I'm winning. Absolutely. Well, it's an art of delayed gratification that we don't have in our community anymore. Right. So we want everything right now. We want, mm -hmm. we, we want the, we want the reward without doing the work. True. You know, you know, mm -hmm. obviously we know faith without works is dead. So, right. you know, we want everything that comes with the success right. without actually executing the steps that it takes to create the success. Right. So we start off hot and mm -hmm. we're ripping and running and people are loving what we're doing. But every business has peaks mm -hmm. and valleys. You know, mm -hmm. even Nike, like you right. uh, spoke with them before, they've had peaks and valleys. They've had new competitors coming to the market. Other companies sit back and say, well, you know what? Man, you know what? Um, Nike signed Jordan. Reebok says, we're going to sign AI. Mm -hmm. Well, that started to take some of Nike's market share. Well, they signed Shaq. So Jordan was headed out the league, right. and companies were trending at that time. Kobe was with Adidas. Mm -hmm. You know, Trace McGrady was with Adidas. That's right. You know, Shaq's with Reebok. AI was Reebok, and Nike sitting around saying, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to lose our market share. How do right. we regain that? Right. So everybody has to take a step back and reorganize, make sure they're structured properly. There's no company that doesn't, no successful company, right. that does not do an internal audit. Mm. from time to time. I personally do a yearly evaluation of where I am from a company standpoint. Right. I do a yearly evaluation and I do a yearly business plan that projects one year, three year, five year, and 10 year. Mm. Because in order for me to get to where I want to go, right. I got to not only see it in my mind, but I got to write it down to make it plain. But what made that possible is that you started with structure though. Well, absolutely. And, yeah. and even myself, I had to go get help. Mm -hmm. You know, me being a financial advisor, I think I'm a pretty educated individual. Of course, everybody think, well, I got a college degree. I got this, I got that, and I went to school. Well, that's great. You went to school for your subject. I went to school for economics and finance. Right. I didn't go to school to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to law school to become a lawyer. So there right. are things that I didn't know that I had to go find and seek professionals mm -hmm. and bring them in and say, hey, you know what? And humble myself and say, you know what? I don't know. Mm. I need some help. Mm. And that is probably where you talked about, you know, we have the, you know, one of the biggest problems mm. in our community is that lack of trust, but then that feeling shame, yeah. that not wanting to ask for help. Mm. But the only way to have success in life and have long-term success mm. is at some point in time being able to humble yourself enough to ask for help. We'll be right back.